as if there wasn't enough going on with the protests for justice for George Floyd. Guess what city comes along and embarrasses the black community? Take a guess. Right in the middle of the protests and the Black Lives Matter movement. Guess who comes along? Guess what city comes along and embarrasses the black community? You guessed it. It's Chicago. Why? Because Chicago. Who for some stupid ass reason... And not everybody in Chicago, so let me make that clear. But there are a lot of people, a lot of black people in Chicago that take pride in being called Chirac. As if that's something to be proud of. And I wrote that in the moral report. Um, but I'm going I'm to go to, um, what is this, MTO? News.com, it says, um, Chicago had its most violent day in 60 years. 18 gunned down in 24 hours. Did I say 60 years? Yeah, 60 years. Sound like I think I said 16, but 60 years. Most violent day in 60 years. Chicago just had its most violent 24-hour period the city has experienced over the last 60 years. According to a new report, 18 people were fatally shot on May 31st in Chicago, making it the most violent. Um, It says the University of Chicago Crime Lab just released a new report stating that the 18 people killed on May, um, May 31st while the city experienced looting and George Floyd protests was the most violent day in the city since 1961. Uh, It says the record for deadliest date was August the 4th, 1991, when just 13 people were killed in Chicago, according to the Chicago Crime Lab. Um, This is what um, Max... Capustin, Capustin, and that's how you say his name. This is what he had to say. He says, quote, we've never seen anything like this. We've never seen anything like it at all. Um, He is the senior research director, and that's what he told the Chicago Sun-Times of the number of fatal shootings on May 31st. And then he added, um, I don't even know how to put it into context. It's beyond anything that we've ever seen before. Um, Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot said that 65,000 calls were made to the city's 911 line for all services, not just shootings. It says uh, on a typical day in Chicago, only 15,000 are received by the city's 911 operators. So,
That's Chicago. Chicago's always had its history of violence. Um, always had its big mafia men, mob guys, the Al Capones of the world. Um, but as far as black people, see, the thing is, <laughs> thing is, is that I know, and the reason why I brought that up, I brought I brought up Al Capone and the mob. You see. I, I, I've been doing this podcasting thing for a long time now. And I know how people are. And first thing somebody will say is, well, Chicago's always been violent. But why are you not talking about the Italians? Why are you not talking about the mob? Why are you not talking about Capone? Um... First of all, they're not getting the media coverage, the news coverage that these black gangsters are getting. And Chicago is completely out of hand. Baltimore's out of hand too. I know somebody said we were from the DMV. Baltimore's bad. DC's bad. Yeah, it is. Chicago is ridiculous. Chicago is completely ridiculous. And that badge of honor, that whole Chirac thing, is stupid. How do you take pride in your city being compared to Iraq in wartime? It's not compared to Iraq in in a time of peace. It's, It's being compared to Iraq during wartime. And you're proud of that. It's nothing to be proud of, man. Umaru, you hating on Chicago? Not hating. It's stupid. It's dumb as hell. That shit lame, man. That shit lame. And y'all let the government play y'all, too. That's another thing. Y'all let the government play y'all. Because um, there's been reports that they've been, the government been, uh, oh boy, I'm, I'm about to get in trouble now. But I, I shouldn't have used the word government. I should have said the elites or the powers that be have, uh, dropped off guns in these neighborhoods. And there's also been reports that agents have uh, dressed up in, I I don't want to say gang attire, because I don't know what Chicago gang attire is. But um, basically what they do is, you know, you you get the ops, right? You, You got your ops. And they they have an agent kill one gang member, and then you retaliate, and then boom, that's how you get the war started. But you don't know that the whole damn thing started from an agent. Just like I was um, 
I was telling y'all to be careful with the whole Black Lives Matter protest because you had agent provocateurs in those protests. And that's actually made it to the mainstream news. That's not something I made up, by the way. I didn't just make that up. I ain't pulled that out of my ass. I ain't just something I just threw out there. Okay? So, you have, man, you have agents going through Chicago. They drive by, shoot up uh, a a gang neighborhood or or, or shoot up the, the block or whatever. And then you go retaliate against the other gang. Nobody knows who did what, when, where, how. All you know is, oh, you shot at me, I'm shooting at you. Boom, 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 there you go. And you guys did this during the Black Lives Matter protest. It don't get no more embarrassing than that. It don't get no more embarrassing than that. And that's what racists like to point to. They love to point to Chicago whenever they want to make black people look bad. They always point to Chicago. They always point, they point to Chicago, they point to Baltimore. They used to point to D.C. They can't really point to D.C. And yeah, D.C. still bad, but Chicago and Baltimore, their favorite two places to point to. It's just like, for example, <laughs> someone said it. I, I think it was Chris Rock was talking about Martin Luther King stood for peace. I'm paraphrasing, but he was talking about how Martin Luther King stood for peace. But in every black neighborhood, you ain't never seen a peaceful Martin Luther King um Drive, you know, any place that has like Martin Luther King Drive, any street named after Martin Luther King is always the most violent. And it's like that in D.C. too, Martin Luther King, MLK. All across America, it's almost like they're making mockery of us. Like the most violent street. Anybody in any Black neighborhood, you tell me, meet you on MLK, you know it's a problem. Well, Chicago did that this time during the Black Lives Matter protest. What did they do? They came through and embarrassed the black community by giving it its most violent day in 60 years. 18 people killed. And who God knows those, those are the murders. God knows what else they did. Looting and... God knows how many people may have gotten shot and lived. Or how many other violent attacks towards one another that were unreported. Because you got the whole no snitching, the whole no snitching code thing, street code. So whenever you hear these races talk about black people can't function in in society, 
All I got to do is just point to Chicago. Point to Baltimore. This, you know, these are facts. You might not want to hear it, but it's a fact. You are listening to the Morrow Report with Victor J. Morrow. Okay, so Jamel Hill is going after Nancy Pelosi and other Democrats for putting on this African Kenti scarf. This is from The Blaze. It says, uh, Jamel Hill leads chorus of liberal black voices mocking Democrats over their kneeling political stunt. Former ESPN host Jamel Hill mocked Democrats for donning a traditional African Kenti scarf and kneeling to show support for the Black Lives Matter movement. During the outrages, excuse me, during the outrage over the death of George Floyd, Jamel Hill implied that Democrats were ignoring the demands of the black community in favor of uh, what's this performative political photo op. Um, I want to go ahead and make this clear because further down in this article, matter of fact, I'm gonna go ahead and get it. Um, it tells you that. The Black Congressional Caucus passed out these African Kenti cloths. Um, so Jamel Hill, I get what she's trying to say. I get it. I get the point. But at the same time, how do you get mad at these people for putting on the African Kenti cloth when they were handed to them by the Black Congressional Caucus? You know what I mean? That's like that's like getting mad at somebody for wearing a hat when they show up to a party, a certain type of hat, when the host of the party hands it out to everyone. You know what I'm saying? Um, let me go ahead and get that part. It says, the Black Congressional Caucus passed out African Kenti cloths to Democrats for, dem- uh, for, for a demonstration at the Capitol Visitor Center, where they kneeled for photographs. The lawmakers introduced a bill with measures reforming police policies in a media briefing after the demonstration. So I, 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 don't, I don't get what Jamel Hill is upset about. Now, I normally agree with her. She's, kind, you know, she's controversial in, in her own right, and she said some... BS about black men, something along the lines. She said she feels like straight black men are the new white man or something like that. Some crazy shit, she said. But I still rock with Jamel Hill because um, I feel like I feel like she has good intentions. And I like the fact that she stands up for herself, even if I don't agree with her on everything. Um, it's good to see a black woman that's um, aware Awoke, she's she's woke. Now, and I don't mean woke like in that new age bullshit woke. I mean like she's she's aware of her surroundings and what's going on in the world, and um, I appreciate that fact. Especially being a black woman, you know what I mean. You have to, 
you always have to um, applaud that. And I also like the fact that she was outspoken at ESPN um, regardless of her situation. She knew she was going to get in trouble. She didn't give a damn. And there's something to be said about that. Um, she could have stayed quiet on many subjects, many issues, but she chose to um, to speak out, and um, you have to applaud her for that. But on this, I don't quite understand what she's upset about. Maybe I'm missing something. It could be me. Um, I, I don't quite get what she's upset about here. And um, she's not the only one that's upset, uh, it says in this article here. Other liberal voices joined Hill in mocking the demonstration as not doing enough for the cause. But here's the thing. Um, if you read further up in the article here, it says, let me make sure I pull this up. It says, the lawmakers introduced a bill with measures reforming police policies in a media briefing um, after the demonstration. So did they miss that part? Or maybe they felt like the, the bill that they introduced wasn't good enough. Maybe that's it. I don't know. Maybe I, you know, I need to look into that whatever bill that was. Um, and and kind of get some um, backdrop, get a get a feel for what's going on here. Um, but it sounds to me like Jamel Hill and other people feel like they were just uh, like Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer were just uh, doing this for a photo op, which is a poly poly. It's a excuse me, tongue twister. It's a part of politics. Photo ops, it's a part of politics. I mean, newsflash. This is what politicians do. Um, getting up upset over that is, that's water under the bridge. I mean, it's, it's like getting mad at a baby for crying. Like, okay. Politicians, if, listen, if a politician is going to do something for you, you best believe they want the whole world to know that they're doing it for you. They're going to take advantage of that. That's politics. It's what it is. Um, so if you want politicians to do something about um, police brutality and police relations with black people and change their policies, you best believe they're going to let the world know that, hey, look at me. Look at what I've done. I've done something good for people. That's what politicians do. They never miss a moment. You know what I mean? They never miss a moment like this to um, to to um, beef up their resume. You know, it's just it's, it's part of the political game. Um, I want to read one of the comments here. This is. Um, Brianna Joy Gray, the former press secretary for Ber uh, for Bernie Sanders, uh, for Bernie Sanders' uh, presidential campaign, it says as a it says as Congress members ice their knees and put away their kinsey cloth um, graduation stalls. I hope they consider supporting a monthly stimulus check. <laughs> okay, 
Um, Erica Lachey, a musician in Los Angeles, um, she says this, it's disrespectful that they think we can be appeased by uh, Kenty Cloth and the usual pandering. Again, if you go back to the top of the article, it says that they introduced the bill. Again, I'm not, let's not, you know, let's make it clear. I have to state these things. I'm not capping for Nancy Pelosi or anybody in the Democratic Party. They have pissed me off during this lockdown. They have pissed me off because they have been reporting a lot of fake news, a lot of bullshit, and um, have scared the shit out of a lot of people and messed up a lot of people's lives. So right now, you know, I'm not a, I'm not, a Democrat or a Republican, I'm an independent. I don't care nothing about the political system as far as that's concerned. Only time I look into things or even care about it is when it, it affects me directly or my people. Other than that, I can give a shit. Um, if you hear me talking about politics, a lot of times it's to mock it and make fun of it. Okay, because it's all stage show. It's nothing but a monk, but a monkey show any damn way, you know what I mean. But what I what I am saying though is, I think they missed that last part where it says that um, lawmaker, lawmakers uh, introduced a bill with measures reforming um, police policies. I think they missed that. But I do get where they're coming from. I get I get the point because Democrats do that. They they pander to black people. They need that black vote. They know they can't win the presidential election without black and other minorities behind them. They know. That's why they put that guy from South Carolina. I can't think of his name offhand. Um the one that swung the election, the uh, Democratic primaries in the favor of Joe Biden. I forget what his name is. But down in South Carolina, because Bernie Sanders was kicking Joe Biden's ass. So they went and got the the, the prominent black man, the uh, prominent reverend down in South Carolina to speak up for Joe Biden. And that swung all the southern states and every and damn near everywhere else in the favor of Joe Biden. So, um, I get that point. <clears throat> this is um, uh, entrepreneur Courtney Daniela. This is what she said: racial injustice doesn't need. An empty symbolic response. It needs a change in policy for all institutions. Instead, you're wearing kenti and kneeling. Stand up and go write a law. Again, I hate the cap. I, I hate to to um even make it sound like I'm in support of Nancy Pelosi and them here. But apparently. They may have missed this first part. 
about the introduction and um, reforming um, the police policies. So, anyways, um, I will say this. It's good to see um, Jamel Hill is still on her shit, and she's still... um, She's still um, politically active, even though she's not in politics herself, but she's still um, letting her voice be heard. Um, I'm going to go to this comment section right quick. One person says, pandering is play number one in the Democratic uh, playbook. Always has been. People want action and results, not lip service and theater. Okay. Uh, another person writes, Jamel is absolutely right. Democrats only care about the black community while a vote is coming up. Then it's me, 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 and mine. So, okay. You know, apparently a lot, a lot of people agree with Jamel Hill on this one. Okay, we may have a fake news alert. I don't know how true this even is, but... um. Apparently, this sounds like right-wing propaganda, in my opinion. Um, Apparently, there's a story online going around that Black Lives Matter protesters um, have called for an end or the abolishment of police departments all across America. Like, they they just want to get rid of police departments. Y'all can fill me in on that. I never heard of this one. I don't know how I missed this, but um, I think it's a fake story. Matter of fact, people in the comment section are saying it's not true. But the reason why I brought it up, um, this is from The Sun, the U.S. Sun. The Sun.com, it says, Bernie doesn't back it. Bernie Sanders joins Biden and not supporting Black Lives Matter push to abolish police departments after Floyd killing. Um, I don't know what the hell they're talking about. I never heard anyone in Black Lives Matter calling for the end of police departments. Um, but anyway, uh, I believe this is Bernie right here says, quote, there's no city in the world that does not have police departments. He said, I think we want to redefine what the police uh, police departments do, give them the support they need to make their jobs better defined. Um, So I do believe we need well-trained, well-educated, and well-paid professionals in police departments. Uh, He continued to say, too often around this country right now, you have police officers who take the job at very low payment, yada, 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 yada. All right, and then he goes into mental illness and better training and this, that, and the third. But um, I don't know where the hell this story came from. I, I, I have no idea. Because I haven't seen it online anywhere. I, I don't know. Um, I 
I guess it says here, it says Minneapolis City Council voted on Sunday to disband the police department and council member Jeremiah Ellison, who tweeted about it, uh, didn't explain what were, what would replace the department. I'm guessing, is he black? Um, it says, in 2012, the New Jersey city of uh, Camden disbanded the force and replaced it with a few, um, one that covers Camden County. I don't know what the hell they're talking about. But anyway, comment section, please. It says, um, one person says this, um, Black Lives Matter doesn't want to abolish police departments. They want to cut some of the um, police department's funding and have that money go to education, health, um, etc. cetera. Uh, this website is as bad as the Daily Mail and making up bullshit. Stick to the facts. And I agree. I don't know where the hell they came from with that one. That one came far to left field. Well, in this case, it's far to right field because this sounds so much like some right-wing bullshit propaganda. Um, let me see. Um, let me see if there's anything else in the comment section worth talking about. Um Someone else writes, um, this is just Trump trying to lessen the votes for Biden. <laughs> and I, I mean, that could be true. Um, somebody else says, nobody said they want to abolish all police in America, but this is Trump spinners. In other words, this is this is Trump supporters trying to, what they're trying to do is make up a story to say that Black Lives Matter is advocating destroying the police departments around America or abolishing police departments around America. That way, um, you know, you could, you could, um, give the whole movement a black eye. And on top of that, you know, boost Trump supporters, um, give them a talking point. And cause that's, you know, that's a part of politics is what they do. They create a story that's not real. And then that, swings momentum in the other direction. You get people that don't, nobody reads anything anymore anyway. Nobody, and, and God forbid, if people do read anything, they read it and read it out of context. And even if they do read it in context, they don't, <laughs> they don't use their own um, wisdom, God-given wisdom to decipher what's being said and so they know that. That's why people put out fake news, and that's on the left and the right. Democrats and Republicans, liberal media, um, conservative media, whatever, whatever, it doesn't matter. Mainstream and independent media, they all do it. They all do it. I, for one, try my best to explain exactly what I'm saying. Sometimes I repeat myself, you know, because I know what happens Sometimes I can say something at the beginning of the show. And let's say you're not paying attention. You get to the middle of the show and you hear me speaking on the same topic. You miss what I said in the beginning. So you might take something I said out of context. So I might say it again 
later on and then repeat it a third time just in case you missed it the first two times. Because I know um, how short people's attention spans are these days. So, um, a lot of these people benefit off of that and they're able to spin stories to make them sound exactly how they want them to sound. So, And to go off subject right quick, um, this is um, from So.com. Uh, says, uh, Jay-Z sends Ahmaud Arbery's lawyers last-minute private plane. Um, if you don't remember who Ahmaud Arbery is, because a lot of people have kind of, like, forgotten about him, and that was one of the things I was concerned about as far as um, George Floyd getting all the attention, and, and it's deserved, it's deservedly so. But um, a lot of people have forgotten about Ahmaud Arbery, who was gunned down by two asshole racist wannabe cops in Georgia. Um, but anyway, um, Jay-Z donated his private plane to um, his legal team, uh, his family's legal team, because obviously Ahmaud Arbery's um, dead. It says... Um, Music mogul Jay-Z has proven there's really nothing he won't do to help fight for black rights and justice. Hip-hop icon reportedly gave the ultimate hookup to slain black man Ahmaud Arbery's legal team um, fighting his hate crime case. Um, it says, according to, according to one of Arbery's family members, excuse me, family lawyers, lawyers, excuse me. Jay-Z came through in the clutch by um, sending his private plane. The legal team needed air transportation in an effort to make it to a family hearing. Um, And this is what this um, representative of um, Ahmaud Arbery's family posted up on um, Instagram. It says, court hearing in Brunswick, Georgia, uh, this morning, no flights to take us there last night, and I spent hours trying to fight, um, find flights or cars. At 1 a.m., we started losing hope till we got a call from Jay-Z's people at Rock Nation who um, chartered a flight. He chartered a flight for them um, to attend the hearing. Um, so he, they're sending out their thanks for the support. So, um, I mean, that's good to see. People have gotten on Jay-Z for being involved in some other things. You know, of course, we have the Colin Kaepernick situation and Jay-Z saying we passed kneeling. And uh, he took a lot of, <laughs> he took a lot of criticism for that one. Um, so some people in the comment section are saying that Jay-Z is just trying to save face and get back into good graces with the black community. But regardless of why he did it, it was a good deed and they needed it. So it doesn't matter why he did it. Sometimes you just, you know, doesn't matter why a person do something good. As long as they did it, especially in a time like that when they absolutely need it.
to get there. They needed to get to that hearing, and they were in desperate. They were in a desperate situation. So, I'm pretty sure um, Maude Aubrey's family's uh, legal team could care mm-hmm. less as to why Jay Z um, sent them his his private plane. They're just thankful that he did it. 